This is the Animals Voice Podcast, presented by the Ontario SPCA, with 50 communities working together for animal welfare. Here's the host of Animals Voice, Jamie West. Thanks for tuning in to another edition of the podcast on OSPCA Radio. Great show on the way. Don't forget to text OSPCA to 45678 to make a $5 donation to the Ontario SPCA. Later in the program, we'll introduce a guest who's helping bring internet technology to the fight against puppy mills in Ontario. But right off the top, let's define exactly what a puppy mill is and what the Ontario SPCA is doing to stop them. Our guest is Larry Wilkinson, who's an inspector with the Ontario SPCA. Larry, welcome to the Animal's Voice podcast. Thank you, Jamie. Thank you for having me. Larry, can you explain what your role is at the OSPCA? Sure. I'm a senior inspector for Eastern Ontario. So my role in that is that I supervise and I assist the OSPCA officers in their day-to-day investigations in eastern Ontario, which would be from Northumberland County over to the Quebec border. That's a big area. Uh, it's fairly substantial, yes. <laughs> I can imagine the challenges in trying to cover, cover off all of that territory, but I imagine you do it well. It, is, uh, it, it can at times be uh, um, not, certainly not a problem, but certainly a challenge, certainly in the wintertime. But, uh, but generally speaking, uh, it's, it's not too bad. I'm centrally located, so I can get to any of those areas pretty much in less than half a day. That's terrific. Larry, what is a puppy mill? There's real no definition, Jamie, of a puppy mill, but what we like to refer to it is it's a high-volume breeding facility where dogs are kept in substandard conditions. And uh, substandard conditions I would refer to in this picture case would be things like lack of food, lack of water, lack of or no medical care, uh, and substandard housing with poor sanitation, poor ventilation, overcrowding, and generally lack of sociability. And the important thing that people need to recognize when we refer to puppy mills is puppy mills contain adult dogs too. So, so the distress and the suffering is not only limited to the puppies, the adult dogs who spend their whole lives there are exposed to that on a daily basis. Larry, I, I would imagine that there would be, they would be fairly difficult to identify just from driving by them, for example. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. They're, uh, they, can, uh, they can look as, as, um, as good as you would expect them to look. They can look very re- respectable, and uh, especially on the Internet, which is where generally most of this kind of uh, situation of advertising takes place. The photographs you see may not be the reality that is there, and it's, uh, it's well disguised through the Internet. There's, there's an opportunity for substandard breeders to hide within that network and be very hard for us to detect them, and generally they like it that way. Larry, how common are puppy mills in the province of Ontario? Um, Jamie, they're, they're fairly common. They are around and they're around all of Ontario. There's no specific area. Of course, it's a supply and demand market, and, and Toronto being the largest city in the province of Ontario, you know, that's where the draw used to be until the bylaws were changed just recently in Toronto where the pet stores can no longer sell dogs. And that's sort of uh, dried up the market, as it were, and now placed the breeders or the puppy mill breeders now facing the general public as their source rather than, than using the pet stores and using brokers to ship animals throughout the province. Right. So how do you guys hear about, about these uh, puppy mills primarily? Is it from people going into them uh, to potentially uh, buy a dog and, and coming out and saying, something just bothered me about that place, it just didn't look right? Is that how you get tips? 
Sure. Mostly they come from the public that have either gone out to a facility to purchase a dog that they've seen on the internet and had a discussion, or in some cases we're getting calls from the veterinarians. Under our act, veterinarians are required to report neglect and abuse. So somebody will go out and they've acquired a dog, as they refer as rescued a dog from, from a puppy mill, and they bring the dog to the veterinarian because of the condition of the dog, and then the veterinarian is appalled by what they have found, and they in turn call us and notify us of what their discoveries were. And then the individual who did also bring the dog in is also calling us and informing us of what their observations were. And then from there, we can start an investigation. I was just going to say, what is the OSPCA's role with regards to uh, puppy mills? Well, Jamie, our our act was amended uh, in 2009. And uh, in 2009, prior to that, the, the, the act in itself uh, targeted puppy mills for the standards of care. But now that standards of care apply to all animals. So that allows the OSPCA the right to inspect facilities where animals are for sale, thus puppy mills. So we can go in and inspect them without a search warrant, but certainly during business hours. And that's our, and that's our tool, uh, as well as, of course, the complaints we receive from the general public. Larry, how can the general public help to stop puppy mills? What is it that you would like them to do? Well, what we would like them to do is report what they've seen when they see something that, that causes technically the hair to stand up in the back of their neck or they see something that just isn't right. They need to make notification of what they've seen in detail, more detail the better, and to call either one of our branches or affiliates or our provincial office and uh, notify us of what they've seen and... Um, uh, give us as much detail as possible, locations, types of dogs, numbers of dogs, um, and recognize, ideally recognize, that purchasing a dog from a puppy mill is, is truly a nightmare. Larry, thanks very much for uh, spending some time with us today and, and getting us educated on puppy mills. Really appreciate this. My pleasure. My pleasure. Take care. Okay, thank you. There's Larry Wilkinson, Senior Inspector with the Ontario SPCA. You're listening to the Animal's Voice podcast, spelled P-A-W, don't you know, on OSPCA Radio. It's one of the leading causes of death for cats, but there's no cure and no known cause. We're talking about kidney disease. One in 12 older cats has chronic kidney disease, according to a recent report out of the United States. Banfield, the largest veterinary practice in the world with 800 hospitals in 43 states, based its report on medical data for more than 2 million dogs and nearly 430,000 cats seen by its veterinarians. Acute kidney disease caused by eating antifreeze, grapes, lilies, or other poisons can be cured if treated quickly enough. If you can catch it, you can treat it, says Dr. Nina Nardi, Chief of Staff at Banfield's Canoga Park Hospital. That's 25 miles northwest of L.A. But chronic kidney disease is much more common, more progressive and irreversible, she said. Treatment is aimed at easing pain and prolonging the quality of life. Cats diagnosed in the early stages of chronic kidney disease live two to three years, while those diagnosed in later stages live only a few months. Cats are notorious for hiding their health problems. Possible signs of chronic kidney disease include increased thirst, increased urination, decreased appetite, weight loss, vomiting, and bad breath. The first thing vets do for a cat with chronic kidney disease is hydrate it. Fluids reduce the filtration load on the kidneys and make for a healthier kitty cat. 
This story out of Orlando. Some bomb-sniffing dogs trained to help fight terrorism are turning their olfactory attention toward a different scourge, Burmese pythons in Florida's Everglades National Park. The dogs are members of EcoDogs, a three-year-old collaboration at Alabama's Auburn University between the science departments and the school's Canine Detection Research Institute, which trains dogs to detect explosives. In a test of python detection in South Florida, the dogs could cover a search area two and a half times faster than a person. Apparently, the dogs can smell the snake even if it's not visually apparent. It's estimated that training a new dog to detect a scent takes six to ten weeks. Training for each additional scent takes about ten minutes. You can do it by accident if you're not careful, say researchers by inadvertently rewarding the dog for something you weren't looking for, which then becomes part of the dog's repertoire. They're using two black Labrador retrievers from Eco Dogs. They're called Ivy and Jake. They went on assignment in 2010 to demonstrate to the U.S. Army Corps of Engineers their potential usefulness in battling the python. Environmentalists, by the way, fear that the pythons are upsetting the native ecological balance of South Florida. The invasion is generally attributed to both irresponsible pet owners dumping their snakes and 1992's Hurricane Andrew, which destroyed an adjacent exotic snake warehouse. Here's a few interesting facts about dogs. Ancient Egyptians revered their dogs. When a pet dog would die, the owners shaved off their eyebrows, smeared mud in their hair, and mourned aloud for days. Did you know that small quantities of grapes and raisins can cause renal failure in dogs? Chocolate, macadamia nuts, cooked onions, or anything with caffeine can also be harmful. Apple and pear seeds contain arsenic, which may be deadly to dogs. Did you know that rock star Ozzy Osbourne saved his wife Sharon's Pomeranian from a coyote by tackling and wrestling the coyote until it released the dog? That's true. And this is too. Dogs have sweat glands in between their paws, don't you know? In 2003, Dr. Roger Mugford invented the Wagameter. It's a device that claims to interpret a dog's exact mood by measuring the wag of its tail. Go figure. And finally... A dog's shoulder blades are unattached to the rest of the skeleton to allow the dog greater flexibility for running. The Ontario SPCA is made up of 50 SPCA and Humane Society communities across the province. Check out our website, ontariospca.ca, for a complete list of communities and how you can support the great work they do on behalf of the animals we all love. Kijiji is a well-known website for finding just about anything. Now Kijiji is working with the Ontario SPCA and other animal welfare organizations across Canada to help find and stop puppy mills. Joining me to talk about this important partnership is Sean McIntyre, Community Relations Manager with Kijiji. Sean, welcome to the podcast. Hi, Jamie. Thank you for having me. Sean, can you tell us a little bit about Kijiji and what the company does for those that aren't familiar? Absolutely. Um, first of all, Jamie, I find it hard to believe that anyone wouldn't be familiar at this point because um, we are, in fact, Canada's largest free local classified site. Um, and uh, for those of you who aren't familiar with the classified site, we're uh, just a platform where people can uh, connect with uh, buyers or sellers uh, to trade goods. What's your role at Kijiji, Sean? Um, I'm a community relations manager, and uh, a community manager basically is a, a link between our communities and uh, and our team, um, and I work very closely, obviously, with uh, external partners, like you mentioned, the Ontario SPCA. Can you tell us why Kijiji has decided to get involved in animal welfare? <clears throat> sure. 
Um, well, the short answer, Jamie, is uh, you know it's the right thing to do, um, but obviously uh, with a site that has grown as much as ours has in the last few years, uh, it's important to us that we uh, that we sort of uh, manage the the volume of ads that uh, that category can can grow to, and uh, you know obviously it's important to us to make sure that we have the right element in there, and. Uh, Obviously, it's a great fit for us to work with a group like the Ontario SPCA and other groups like it just to uh, make sure that we can have an open channel of communication and uh, be fully aware of anything that might uh, that might transpire on our website. How is Kijiji working uh, with the OSPCA to stop puppy mills? Well, um, we're, you know, obviously we've made a few changes recently with uh, policies and everything, and uh, a lot of things that we've done uh, has come almost exclusively from our relationship with groups like the Ontario SPCA. Uh, they've given us some great recommendations for policy changes and uh, some things that we should be looking for when looking for, you know, an ad that maybe shouldn't be on our site. Um, and uh, most importantly, like I said, that open channel of communication uh, with their investigators and with our community um, is, is where we really uh, look for the opportunity to work with them uh, in case anything comes up and we can share information if they know something or if we see something, then we can discuss and, and uh, get in touch with their investigators almost immediately. Sean, can you explain why Kijiji is able to share the listings information with the OSPCA peace officers? Um, well, they are bonded peace officers and uh, and I mean, it's in our best interest to provide them with as much information as possible. And our terms of use clearly state that if we um, if we have a request, we will share information um, with uh, these peace officers. How can the public help Kijiji to uh, do what it's doing? Um, well, obviously, we rely very heavily on our communities to let us know um, if there's anything that gets through our many filters um, and actually makes it through to the site that maybe shouldn't, or if there are any um, issues that we may not be aware of, we, we ask our community to flag ads or to communicate with us immediately if there's something that we should be made aware of. And, uh, and that, that business model works very well. Our community is very engaged in our website and um, we, we deal with hundreds of emails a week, just uh, uh, both positive and negative. So whenever we have to, uh, uh, you know, if, like I said, if anything gets through our filters, we are notified pretty much immediately. It's got to be a, a daunting task though and, 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 uh, pretty challenging to uh, to be able to uh, filter out uh, those ads, is it not? Uh, well, in this particular case, yes. I mean, we do have a, a very sophisticated system um, to filter ads, and uh, we have a, a large group of dedicated staff who look at these also. Um, but with these type of ads, uh, with uh, companion animals, you're talking about something that could very easily be very inconspicuous. So uh, it's important that we have eyes and ears on the ground to help us um, you know, like I said, notify us if there's any issue. Right, and it's always about that uh, back and forth, uh, open communication between uh, companies and their stakeholders. Right, that's just good business. Absolutely, and we we have a very large and engaged group of uh, I, I guess customers to use your term. Sean, uh, a great pleasure to talk to you today. Thanks for uh, the work that you're doing at Kijiji to help uh, animal welfare, and uh, we'll look forward to staying in touch. Thank you so much, Jamie. All the best. You too. Take, Take care. care. Bye-bye. There's Sean McIntyre, Community Relations Manager with Kijiji. 
The Ontario SPCA is always looking for your continued support. Check out our website, ontariospca.ca, and find out how a small donation can make a huge difference in the lives of the animals we care for. Don't forget to like us on Facebook at the official Ontario SPCA page. Thanks for being with us and don't forget to check us out on Facebook and send your friends the link to our website, ontariospca.ca. And thanks for texting OSPCA to 45678 and making your $5 donation. The Animals Voice Podcast is a production of the Ontario SPCA. For more information and news from our 50 communities, explore our website. And thank you for your kind and continued support. Remember, fix your pet. Find out how easy it is at fixyourpet.ca. It's the kindest thing you can do.